Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 25. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we'll be talking about the 2009 horror movie, The Human Centipede, first sequence. (sighs) (laughs) This was a real rough one for you. I've already seen it. Oh, it was so bad. Perhaps, probably, I would assume that every single person who's listening to this podcast knows what this is. Yeah, let's... We've said that before, but I think this is perhaps the most ubiquitous. Yeah, I think this is, and even if you haven't, most people know, like, what it is. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought you said most people have seen it. No, no, no. Okay. no. No, I was actually surprised that I feel like there's a lot of people who haven't seen it, but everybody has some sort of understanding of it. Yeah, everybody knows about it. Yeah. It's a Dutch movie. It's Dutch? It's not German? It's Dutch. Interesting. Directed by a man named Tom Six. Is it his wife or his sister? His sister who produced it. Okay. He has a production company with his sister. Mm -hmm. He looks like a fucking video game character. Google Tom Six. (laughs) We should post it on Twitter too. I will. He's a weirdo. You have to be to make this movie. (sighs) Yeah, this is... Oh boy. I don't even know where to begin. Like, I... We have talked about worse movies on this podcast without a doubt. Hellraiser Revelations is much worse. Yeah, I think Deathgasm is worse. Deathgasm is worse. Yeah. This movie made me miserable inside. <laughs> I like there's a part of me that's dreading talking about this because I'm just like, I don't want to give this any more attention. Like, <laughs> I feel like us spending the next hour talking about it is more like Well, it doesn't have to be an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Even us tearing it apart, <laughs> like I assume we're going to, is like more attention than this deserves. Well, here's the thing, actually. I don't this is my second viewing. Don't give me any weird eyes or yell at me or make <laughs> or glare at me or anything. I don't hate this movie as much as you definitely do and as much as I hated it when I first saw it. Maybe because I've seen movies now like Deathgasm and uh, Hellraiser Revelations and stuff that made me like literally want to tear my eyes out. I, I just wasn't as affected. I found it like very funny this time. What? I was like laughing the whole, not the whole time. <laughs> I was laughing through a lot of it. I think that it's funny. I think that it, and it's, and not like, not like I'm just laughing to mask the pain, but like they did things that were trying to be funny and I laughed. Oh, you think this movie's trying to be funny? I do. I could not, not, not disagree the whole more. time, but it's making specific jokes that I think are funny. Every time that I laughed, it was because it's so incompetent and stupid. I want to, let's, let's talk about it. I want to hear about why you feel that way. All right, let's give a quick plot recap. (laughs) If you don't know what the human centipede is about. You probably don't know the details of it, which is important. Okay. What do you think? What what details do you think is important? Uh, This is about two American girls who are tourists in Germany. They're just in Germany at this, they're going on a whole European tour. This is one of their stops. Yeah. It's their Euro trip. They're in Germany. They're real stupid. They're real dumb. Unbelievable. Their names are Jenny and Lindsay. Which we hear you know, probably 800 times. Well, you know specifically. No, it's not the first scene. Because they go for a while. They're in a car. Their car breaks down and they're walking. And I think that whoever wrote this script or however they're filming it realized they hadn't really given us a good introduction to these characters. So all of a sudden they're walking through the woods and they punctuate every sentence to each other with the other's names. Oh, I know. It'd be like, Lindsay. Jenny, I'm so cold. I can't walk for any longer. Lindsay, I know, but we have to keep walking. Like, but Jenny, I'm we're over lost. Over and over. I don't think it's that they, they wanted to give us their names. I think that it's because um, some writers feel like when people are angry with each other, they use names. So like, if I was mad at you, I'd be like, Evan, stop doing that. And you'd be like, Liz, cut it out. But we don't, we don't do that. That's not actually a natural thing. But a lot of writers think that that's natural that when you're angry at someone you say their name like that and i think that's what's happening in this scene is they'll be like how do we show anger and frustration i know they'll just say each other's names over and over and over and over again in a frustrated tone incompetent <laughs> incompetent <laughs> writing and acting they show up to they're th- fine this guy's house no they're terrible oh. dr joseph Heider, played by 67 year old german actor dieter laser the most terrifying man in the entire world. He is. No, don't. He is horrifying. We'll fight about this later. He's a lizard person. He's so scary. German people are inherently terrifying anyway, but he has an he's an extra layer. We should talk about that, by the way. Uh, this movie hates German people. Oh, yeah. Because the only other person they meet is a someone who, like, 
stops on the side of the road as their car breaks down and he just says a bunch of gross shit to them for the no reason. The police officers are also German and they're incompetent. So your your point stands, but they meet other Germans. This movie hates German people. And there's that cute German guy who asks them to go to the club. We don't meet him, but there's there's he does, a, he, there's a chur- cute German guy out there somewhere. That's not a guy. That's a plot point. <laughs> like that's a that does not that person does not exist. He exists. They get kidnapped. Dieter Laser is going to sew them together in a human centipede. <laughs> But, he has, he has a, his original guy there, but he doesn't match their tissue, so he gets a new uh, Japanese guy who can't speak German or English. Just a dude who, in Japanese. Yeah. Shows them what he's going to do to them. He does it to them. The rest of the movie is pretty much him doing experiments, I guess, by like making them walk around and do stuff. No, he's trying to like enjoy their company. Then some cops show up. They know something's wrong. Because people have been disappearing willy-nilly. He's not very smooth about the whole kidnapping thing. No. He was smart taking like tourists, and I guess also the first guy was a trucker, and the um, Japanese guy presumably is also a tourist or is there in business or something. But so he's smart in that sense. But like he leaves their cars, so he like, and he doesn't try to move their cars or put them anywhere else. So they're obviously going to trace it back to him. With oh, there's all these cars around his property. <laughs> so everything goes to hell, and that's the movie. Okay, um, we can talk about more as it as it goes on. But mm-hmm. this is just it's a stupid that's movie, cursory. and we shouldn't spend any more time on the plot. Um, Can we get down to why you think this is such a stupid movie? Okay, as a core thesis of my distaste for this, this movie makes no bones about what it's it's gonna do. It's in the fucking title. Mm-hmm. That we should also talk about the title. And like everybody, you listening to this right now, if you've never seen this, like I lived my blissful life a week ago and had never seen it. <laughs> it is about sewing people together, and it's gross. But it's never as like grotesque as it like threatens to be i agree and i think that i told you it doesn't lean in enough to that and you would prefer it lean in more to the grotesque because then it would actually like because it's trying to be an exploitation movie right and it's just no i think it's actually doing something very very different and very specific and this is why i want to have this conversation because i think the little bit we've talked about this movie because i wanted to check on you and make sure that you were okay uh after you watched it because you were dreading it so much um i feel like what you've said so far is just that you think that it has no point at all. And I think it's actually saying something very specific. I think that it has a like a a message and I don't I don't think that's good, but I think it is doing something. And I don't think it is specifically supposed to be an exploitation movie. No, cuz it's so up its own ass with its fucking like it, it is so interested in this like nihilism that it's trying to present. And it's so stupid. This movie thinks it's so smart. I like I cannot believe because I had no idea before I watched it that this movie thought it was going to be really intelligent. And it's just not. Mm-hmm. And I I don't agree that it has like a... It, it nails its message. Uh, I think that's a... I didn't say it nails it. I said it has one. I Just that like... The, the message is uh, one of the last things to say in the movie, which is like, what an insane world we live in. That's like this movie... Uh, can this I movie th- fully believes in like just shrugging at the entropy of No, existence. can I say what I think this movie is about? I don't know if this is like intended, but it it came across extremely clear to me to this time. And I don't agree with this. I don't like like this message. And I don't think that it does it perfectly. But this, this movie to me is about uh, punishing vanity. Like it's and it's there in like every bit of this movie. And I didn't realize it until this second watch. In what way? The two of them, they're vapid and stupid. He punishes them. He is obsessed with himself. There's a part where he, like, after he sews them together, they wake up for the first time. He's, like, shrieking about how happy he is and how he accomplished this thing. He makes them look at themselves in the mirror. Yeah, and then he kisses the mirror. He kisses the mirror. And then the last shot of the movie is she's forced to look at herself in the mirror. And all of the mirrors and and how all of his paintings that are up in the house, paintings and pictures and all the, like, just how obsessed with himself he is and how and then those two girls being like stereotypical like vain women is i think that's what this movie is trying to do like i said i don't agree with it i'm not happy about this message i don't think it's smart but i think that that is extremely present in this movie more than i ever thought that it was when i first watched it i don't think i agree i don't think it's that directed in part because i don't know i don't think that it's that specific because i don't think that it's not interested in punishing its characters. Let's talk about. I think that's all it does. Let's is talk about Hyder. Let's talk about Hyder because mm-hmm. he's the only character for most of this movie. Jenny and Lindsay um, are are sewed to the anuses of other people, so they cannot speak. Mm-hmm. And the head of this centipede 
is Japanese a Japanese man who yeah. does not understand nor speak English. And it's subtitled, but whatever. He doesn't really say anything ex- until the end. So we have Dieter Laser talking mostly to himself. And it's mostly like... It's he gives a big... Well, he gives a speech to them, but he doesn't want them to answer. It's, it's to... You're right. It's to them, but it's for the benefit of himself. Yes. Okay. He's not communicating. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he sets up a whole PowerPoint presentation. Which is why I don't think it's about vanity. I, Tom Six, the director, said that like it came out of talking about uh, punishing a uh, child molester, I believe. In what way? Like that's how he would do it? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, or that's, He thinks this is the ultimate punishment then. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think the Village is scary at all. I think he's very scary. I think he's such a fucking buffoon. So he's talking about this movie and his, this is, this is going to come out wrong and I just don't care. I'm sorry, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, his English is so bad. There's no, you don't have to have him speak in English. He speaks in German for like a, a solid third of this movie. Yeah, I don't know but why. I don't know they why. They have him say speak. the most inane, stupid things in English. And I want to read almost all of the things he says out loud on this podcast. Two of the first things he says to them, to Jenny and Lindsay, is he answers the door and says, are you alone? Which, come on, never fucking go with, like, never go into the house of someone who says, are you alone? They're idiots. We already know that. I'm not going to do his, like, German accent. But uh, he says, I don't like human beings. Mm-hmm. He says, the rape drug, Rolfenol. I'm doing his accent. Yeah, you're doing a Dracula accent, actually. No, <laughs> he sounds a little bit like uh, Zoidberg from Futurama sometimes. Rolfenol. He, he literally does. I just think he's so incompetent. So he is a surgeon. Who specializes in separating Siamese twins. Yeah, or he did. He's now retired. Yeah. That's what he tells us. And sort of part of the frame of this is that he had made a human centipede out of his Rottweilers, but they died. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not sustainable. I think that's what, like, that's what, like, the, the ridiculous thing about him trying to do this again with people is that he did this with his dogs and, like... It worked enough for him to be able to take a picture of them that he stares at constantly and strokes because he yeah. loves his. What does he say? What is the meine Liebe? Uh, what is the what is the drei, translation? Dreihund. Yeah. What's what's the translation? My again? sweet three. My dog. sweet three dog. It's my favorite thing in the world. I th- see. I think that's hysterically funny. I don't um, think it's supposed to be at all. No, no, I agree. Okay. There's a there's a gravestone. There's a gravestone that says meine my Liebe. My sweet three dog. <laughs> Why can't I count to three in German? Eins, zwei, drei. Drei. Uh. I think it's, there are things that are not supposed to be funny in this movie that I think are funny, and there are things that are supposed to be funny in the movie that I think are funny. Um, it, it didn't work, and they died, because this, I don't think that human beings, like, or dogs, or any being in this world could could function this way. I don't think that it's actually possible, but for some reason he thinks he can, like, do it. Well, it is. Again, this movie's so fucking proud of itself. Tom Six claims that he has doctor's consultation, and this movie is 100% medically accurate, and that the two people at the end of the human centipede mm-hmm. would be able to survive for years if they supplement their diet with like an iv drip um oh that makes sense oh, well because i i i remember that was the only thing i remembered was that the, the tail dies jenny dies and i couldn't remember why and in my head i had thought that it was because she wasn't getting proper i still nutrition. don't know why she gets infected from what if you just it, it can happen to anybody after surgery if you don't if you aren't getting like the proper medication or if you aren't getting the proper nutrients like Anybody can get an infection and you can die from it. Like, it happens to everyone. Judy says when he uh, identifies, when Dieter Laser identifies that she's sick. You're dying, Jenny Sector. Jenny Sector. <laughs> You're very sick. Which, by the way, he never learned their names. I don't know. He has their driver's licenses. He cuts them up and he puts them in a can. That's fucked up. Jenny Sector. The At that point, the human centipede has never been referred to as sectors. That's just something he's... No, he calls the one guy my lead, but that's the only time we've ever heard him refer to that. Just like everything he says is garbage and he's so incompetent. He's just like so stupid. I, yeah, I think that's the thing that's really funny about him is that like... He's, like he's not a scary villain. That's what I'm... Like, I, okay, I think Tell me what's scary. I think that he's scary. Well, one, his... Sorry, uh, laser, but your face is terrifying. I told... I, he looks like a lizard. Like that's... He has a, a flat head with his mouth stretches like too far on his face. Yeah, he's ugly. So he's terror. I think that he's scary. Um, so you hate lizards? Is that are you scared of lizards? Lizards have scary faces, and if they're on people, they're extra scary. No, lizards can are fine because they are lizards. Don't um, offend our reptilian overlords. <laughs> I will. You're putting us. You're putting us in I hot water. I will. Um, and so when he smiles, he's terrifying. When he looks angry, he's terrifying. He wears the most like classic, stereotypical movie villain white lab coat. Oh, it even has a little flare like a dress, and then and he has like a whip, and he. My favorite, my favorite part is when he, when um, 
he's wearing regular shoes and then the head of the centipede bites him on the ankle. So then he gets big, tall, knee-high boots just to complete the outfit. And I love it. I think it's amazing. Dieter Laser quote, <laughs> you want to bite me? Now you can bite me. Bite my boots. Bite my boot. <laughs> bite my boots. Bite my boot. Bite my boots. Oh, Mr. Kamikaze is a chicken today. And then he starts clucking. And it's like the running gag in Arrested Development where nobody in this family has ever heard a chicken before. Because he doesn't tell He's like, it's fucking bananas. And I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think we're supposed to be scared of him. And I totally agree. I wrote, I made a note that most of this movie is just an excuse to get him to wear that lab coat and the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Like The sunglasses, I was going to say, also. It's just like, dress him up and have him stand there. And it's fucking stupid. I think that he's insane, and I think that that makes him scary also. I think that he, like, the fact that he's not a good serial killer, that he's, like, he's very reckless, and he's just taking bodies, and, like, he doesn't care about where they come from, or, like, if they, he left their cars, like, he doesn't care and he just wants to sew people together and have a three-headed dog that he can, like, run around with. We don't actually get any motivation for him to do this besides, no. like, his own vanity. Besides, like, he did he it. He keeps saying vanity. His own, uh, like, self-importance. Pride he, is not vanity. He wants to prove that he can do it. Pride is not vanity. He's kissing himself in the mirror. There's an element of vanity in that. I guess I also think he's just a psychopath. He is. I, I, and he I, has he has like his own surgeries like framed above his bed. Yes, above his bed, and he has that like big Siamese twin. It looks kind of like a um, ultrasound, but it's in color in the living room. He's got a lot going on. <sighs> I also wondered if like he doesn't seem to really care about getting caught. Like he knows. That if he were to get caught with his creepy basement, that he, like... No, he 100% cares. He's just incompetent. So he gets really incompetent. We we haven't talked about the structure of this movie at all. And that's frustrating, because I think that there is a very rote opening, and then there's a very traditional horror movie section before they become the centipede, that mm-hmm. I think is the most effective part of this movie by far. Mm-hmm. Then there's centipede experiment bullshit that is just a... What do you think... What do you, what do you mean by experiment? When he's having them walk around? Yeah. It's... I think... I, it's so funny that you call it an experiment. I think it's just him trying to have fun with his, like, new dog. He wants him to, like, bring him the paper and stuff. Like, he wants him... To, he wants to have a dog. I think that's a... Me- he's trying to humiliate them. No, I think he wants a dog. I genuinely think that he wants them to be his dog. Then he would get a dog. Dogs are easier to get than... You know, like, you know... Maybe... He, but maybe there's something about why... We don't know why his dogs died. There might be something about how they're not suited to it or something. You can control people easier because they have, like... Like, maybe his dogs, like, hurt themselves too much because they were running all over the place. Whereas with people, they have self-preservation and they won't, like, the middle one will not rip herself from the head because she knows it would be bad. You know what I I mean? I feel like that's how the dogs probably died is that they were just, like, couldn't take it. Anyway, then the cops show up and it totally unravels because he immediately tries to give them date rape drugs. Like... (laughs) I know, he's so stupid. Like... But the cop drinks it. Well, one of them does. This cop who drinks it, why the fuck would you ever? Why on earth would you come to the house of this man who you, like, he's probably a murderer? Like, they're not just questioning. Like, he's probably a murderer. They know a little bit. They're like, it's probably you. Like, at this point, they're like, can we look at your basement? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love some water. Thanks. Don't do that. Advice podcast, we're back. If you're a police officer and you go into the house of a presumed murderer, don't drink his water. But then... He tries to, he's going to sedate them with a syringe. Also, here's the thing. This is all unraveled because he's like yelling at them. They start asking him fairly normal questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cops actually say, they, they confront him fairly straightforward. A witness heard an American woman screaming on your property. Can you explain that? He says, absolutely not. <laughs> and then he starts screaming. He has no subtlety whatsoever. He has no poker face. He's arguing about them having a warrant. Then he goes to get a sedative because he's going to stab them. Uh, with and he wants needle. to turn them into the quadruple centipede because Jenny's dying. He's going to like throw her away and yeah, use cause... the detectives instead. Um, and the cop, like, he drops it, and the cop sees it and is like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's insulin. I'm diabetic." And the cop's like, "No," and he like fake. <laughs> he takes away. He's like, "We're coming back with a warrant, and we're going to search your basement." And then he's just like running around because at, while this is happening, the centipede has decided to escape. Yeah, the, well, the Japanese guy. That's the other thing. They work together, though. Not it's really. Inspiring. <laughs> 
you're really trying to find a silver lining here. Uh, I think it's hysterical. And then the cops come back and everything's like totally unraveled. And he ends up killing the cops, but mm-hmm. he also gets shot in the middle he of the does, head. Yeah. Like he's dead because he's, he's fucking with cops. And like, there's no way out of this for him. Even no, if, that's why I think that even if he killed the cops and made them into a fucking, they would come after him because yeah. cops have paperwork. No, that's what I'm saying. I think that he thinks that once the world finds out what he's done and they're able to like accept it in like a, like if he were to be able to present it to like a medical magazine or a journal or something, that he would be like lauded. Like they would like love him. And I think that's what he thinks. I think that's how he's like getting around this in his head that he's like, oh, I'll kill these cops and I'll make them into my centipede, but I won't get in trouble for it because like I've done something so amazing that there's no way I could ever be punished. Like I think that that's what that's how he thinks. It's like in his ridiculously warped mind. I think the problem that I have with his character is that it's also extreme. He's also so inconsistent. Like sometimes he is this like very trying to do this very scientific calculating. I think the villain they were going for, or Tom Six, who wrote and directed this, was clearly trying to create Joseph Heider as a iconic movie villain. Like again. The whole thing is just an excuse for him to dress up in this scary-looking outfit. Mm-hmm. And the colors are all blown out. It's it's very... You're right. He has a very white house and a very green yeah, yeah. backyard. So, like, the point is for it to leave an impression. But then sometimes the character is, like, very medical and serious. And then... Sorry, listeners. Uh, when the Japanese guy starts shitting into the middle person's mouth, he just starts screaming, Swallow it, bitch! Which is... Not how this character has behaved at any point in this movie. It is nonsense for him to just start screaming, swallow it, bitch. I agree. It's like... I agree, except, it, like, and I think that, like... Because his, he's he's not a sadist. No, that no. Is not, his joy makes sense, but not the dialogue. I think that's the thing that's, like, there's a weird... And I, I don't think this script is good. I don't think that, like, anything about the writing of this is good. Except for that I'm, like, you put so much thought into how this would work medically, and I'm, like always very I don't amazed just think, by no, that. This script is fucking garbage. You're not going to let me quote all the things I'm going to quote. And as I'm sitting here, I'm realizing it's a bad idea. Because I want to <laughs> read this whole fucking movie here. We should just... I want to do a stage reading of this goddamn awful movie. No, you don't. <laughs> It'd be so awful. Because everything he says, especially in English, is fucking garbled nonsense. Yeah, I would prefer if he spoke German more, actually. It would make more sense. He's only speaking English for the benefit of... Uh, Jenny and Lindsay. Who can't talk. And the Japanese they guy. Can, they the can Japanese guy. They can when um he's giving his presentation. Sure. That's my favorite is when he's giving the presentation and the Japanese guy is not listening. He's just screaming and I love it so much. I wish we had his name. I know there'd be no way. His name him. is Katsuro. According mm-hmm. to the credits, but I swear to God this movie doesn't tell you that. No, it absolutely does not. His name is Katsuro. Can we talk about the Japanese guy? Because fuck that guy. Why? All he's doing is making life difficult for Jenny and Lindsay. I agree. When like, he eats, I'm like, fuck you, man. Why would you eat? You know what's going to happen. I know you're hungry, but don't do this. Not just that, because that's like the least, like... What else do you think he does that's bad? That's the, that's the, the gross part of this movie is that... Yes. He's going I t- to no, defecate into your mouth. This is what I said, is that this movie, the grossest thing about this movie is poop. Like, everything else is normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill horror movie stuff whatever that you know that's coming that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about like antagonizing uh trying to escape when Dieter laser is swimming naked in his pool he's like okay we're gonna try to escape like an idiot they're not going fucking anywhere well, so they did, can barely move so did um so-and-so tried to escape whichever one jenny or Lindsay. who are you talking about one of them tried to escape not when she was in the centipede because the other have any control over no, it that's but- different that's completely different when this is a horror movie and she's trying to escape, that's different than when they're sewed together, their fucking kneecaps are cut so they could barely move. And I don't think there's anything wrong with him trying to escape. No, he's a he's a goddamn idiot. Not to mention They don't have to let him. They move with him. He doesn't he doesn't actually It would control. hurt otherwise. It would it, hurt him, but it would hurt him too. No. He would it, start. Yeah, it would. Maybe, yeah. It, he would start and then they would pull back and then he'd have to pull back too. They want to go because they want to go. Like they want they all want to try to escape. They have no agency whatsoever. Their voices are taken they do from not. them. It's terrible. It's, it's. He specific, and then we like that's punishment. He specifically puts, whichever one, Lindsay in the middle Lindsay's because she middle. tries to escape. Yes. So that's very on purpose. The only time that they have any agency is when the last time they're trying to escape is the centipede. Um, Jenny's basically dead. It's so uh, sad. It she's really just sad. she's dying, and the cops are on their way back. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, with the warrant. And Jenny is like, or God, 
These aren't characters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Lindsay is like tapping on the Japanese guy and directing him where to go. Because mm-hmm. she knows the house better. Right. Because she ran around it. But also like she's like giving directions. She's engaged for the first mm-hmm. time in the whole damn centipede. I think when she tries. You know, in the centipede. Because when she tries to escape, she does right, like that's, really well. That's yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're basically different movies. <laughs> I think that. And let's ex- explain this for the listener. What happens is they almost get out, but they don't get out. And they put up a decent fight, I guess. They stab theater laser and the Japanese guy takes a bite out of his neck. And then he has to do it. The cops next. And then they get trapped because they're in the bedroom. And I think that Lindsay thought that the window was still broken, but he'd replaced it. Yeah. So they were going to crawl out that, but then they can't anymore. And they don't really even really have the strength to go on because they're basically dragging Jenny behind them. Yeah. So they're Uh, kind of just trapped in there and then he finds them. And then Katsuro decides to kill himself for no reason. He looks up at Dieter Laser and for some reason laughs. Starts laughing and is like, Oh, you're God. I was a bad, selfish person and now I'm being punished. What a what, what, is it? what an insane world. Actually, it's hey girls, hey mister, what an insane world we live in, and then slits his throat with a piece of broken glass. And like, it's unnecessarily grotesque. It's the most grotesque thing in the movie. It is. And like, there's no reason for this character to behave this way. There's no reason for him to I think totally that he's totally disagree. It's 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 absolute nonsense. It's just a way to like tie up that and to trap Lindsay. Lindsay. Uh, again, this movie is so proud of its fucking nihilism. And like, it's, that's the whole movie. The, the, the core of this movie, if the movie has a message is all of a sudden in the middle, it starts introducing Katsuro yelling at Dieter Laser about not being God. No, you never said he was God. That's, that's, I totally disagree. That's what he's doing. He's, no, tra- he's trying to create life. That's what he, that's what he says. He, he used to separate and now he creates. That's what he's doing. His job before when he was separating Siamese twins was like removing something. And that and makes him God? It is a God complex 100%. I completely disagree. Him doing this. Anybody who messes with medical stuff this way. All doctors think they're God. No, no, no. Smart. No, no, no. 2017. But, well, it, is an, it is a thing with the medical profession in general. Like it's kind of what was going on with Lazarus Effect last week. Is that bringing people back from the dead is like it, using that medically is interfering. It's, that movie also totally fell flat on that front but at least was explicit about it this movie just has a japanese guy screaming do you think you're god you're not god that makes perfect sense to and me. then half an hour later deciding that oh he is god i'm gonna kill myself now because i'm already in that ha- part like, in hell what? is incredibly heavy-handed i'm not disagreeing with you him being like is it heavy-handed? it makes no sense if he's if he's in hell why does he think he can kill himself i don't know also, why does he say? He's why does he say? Completely out of his mind. He's attached to two other people. He wasn't out of his mind for the previous twenty minutes when he was trying to escape and doing a pretty exactly, good job about it. Now he is trapped. Now he's completely trapped. He's not trapped. They could still win that. I disagree. The cops are almost back. No, no, no. They're they're already dead at this point. No. Yes. By the time they're trapped, because this last thing that happens in the movie, they're already dead. No, it's not. The last thing you're so wrong. The last thing that happens in the movie is that Dieter Laser and the cop kill each other at the same time. Oh, you're so you're right. You're 100 percent wrong. I was trying to remember why she was. The like, cops actually might be there. They might have just rung the doorbell and yeah, he's freaking out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that uh, happens right after. What? There's what's, no what's reason. The, is the last shot of the movie him in the pool? The last shot of the movie is this guy. But uh, is the last shot a shot of people him in the pool? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking. Or Dieter Laser. I was thinking it was uh, Lindsay, but I'm wrong. No, absolutely not. This movie doesn't give a shit about Lindsay. This movie doesn't give a shit about anyone other than Dieter Laser. And Tom Six, who probably jerked off when I, he watched this movie. I guarantee you. I only disagree. Sick I bastard. only disagree because for some reason, I don't I don't think this is good, but they were at least trying to give us some sense of Jenny and Lindsay's relationship being a thing that runs through the entire movie because they, wait, they're always holding hands. Yeah. They, and it, they I they guarantee it. you it's because Tom Six thought it would be hot if two women held hands. I guarantee you. No, there's nothing hot about women holding hands. Please. I agree. Don't give him that much credit. This it's, sick. No. No, Dutch no, motherfucker. no, 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 no. It is it is specifically a really bad attempt to ha- make us feel emotional about their friendship. It's no, also it, why he has their tits out the entire movie. Wrong. Their tits are not, are not out the entire movie. You're so wrong about it. They're not sexualized at all when they're in the centipede. They're not. It's. I'm not trying to say that this is like a good movie, but you're you want to assign things to it that I don't think the movie was trying to do. They're not being sexualized in the centipede at all. It's not about them being sexy. It's about them just like not wearing clothes. They're wearing the same amount of clothes as the man. That's all it's about. And they're holding hands because the movie is trying to be like, see, their friendship, it was really important to them all along. 
and not giving us any more, which like not letting means, them talk for an hour. Right. This movie. It, it means that it failed at giving us any sense of emotion about their friendship in this movie. But that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, look, see, even at the end, they love each other. I disagree. I think this movie is completely devoid of emotion. I agree, but I think they were trying for emotion. No, I think they're trying. It's trying. Tom Sakes is trying for nihilism. Then why would he? I don't. Then they they're they're holding hands to me was extremely based in us supposed to, having like tr- like having to care about them. Or was it out of character? Like he can't decide how he wants his villain to act. Sure. Like it's sure. just a completely inconsistent. Script. Sure. I'm only saying that I don't think it's supposed to be sexy. That was my point. You said it was supposed to be sexy, and it's not sexy. That was my thought because they do it way too many times. It doesn't make any sense. Um. Which doesn't make sense to hold your friend's hand when she's dying. Not the way they do it. At first, I thought that. The, probably the first two times, I was like, oh, this is like them trying to find solace. And then he just kept doing it over and over. And I was like... That's his failure, but it doesn't mean that, like, that's not what we're supposed to feel. You know, is like, emotion, because they love each other. I don't think it makes sense. We're not getting anywhere. I do think you're trying to... You're giving this movie credit, and I, I don't want to. I just think that it's like... I know, and I don't want... Here's the thing. I just felt like watching this, like... There have been other movies on this podcast that I hated so much more. And I think that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't want to be the one defending human centipede in this situation. You are. I know I am. And I, but I don't want to be that person because I don't like it. I don't like this movie. I just think it isn't as bad as other horror movies. I think that it is doing something. I think that it is, it has a. Do you think it, do you think it succeeds at, on a, not, not on a, um, on a filmmaking level, on a messaging and thematic level, do you think it succeeds on anything that it's quote unquote trying to do? Well, I don't know what it's trying to do because here's the, when I read the Wikipedia thing, right? You it said, said it was about vanity. That's what that's what that's what I got from it. I do not know if that was his actual thought. I was struck by how much it seems present to me in the movie, and I will defend it because that's what I got from it. But I don't know if that's what they wanted to do. Isn't this movie supposed to be like fighting fascism? That's what Wikipedia says. Yeah, isn't that so? I don't get that at all. It makes no goddamn Except sense. Except that one time the Except. Japanese guy calls him a Nazi, which is, is meaningless. No, it's just it's just because he's German. Which again, this movie just fucking hates Germans. This is just a Dutch dude who just hates Germans, and then he's like, "This is an allegory for fascism," without giving us anything. Right. There's no like talk about him being an ex Nazi doctor. He doesn't like. I guess he wears boots. Like. <laughs> But he doesn't dress like a Nazi. No. He doesn't act like a pop culture version of a no, Nazi. No, and he's not ever, besides Kamikaze, he doesn't act racist towards the Japanese man at all. He's not, like, looking down on him for his race or anything. The Kamikaze is the same thing. He also is like, hey, buddy, hey, yeah, yeah, my yeah. guy, exactly. my lead. Like, <laughs> Why did you slap your That's face what he, he like, like slaps that. his face. Yeah. I hate this movie. I know. Let's talk about... Spent way too long talking about all this bad shit in it. And there's more to say. I have so much more to say. But let's talk about what works. Okay. Because I think there are things that work in this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. I really do. Wow. And I've been avoiding them on purpose. shocked me. So from the time that they get date raped. or date They do not get date raped. (laughs) Don't add an extra layer of horribleism that doesn't exist. He does not care about them sexually at all. He date rape drugs them. He is throfanol. To the point where he has actually sewing them up is like its own little horror movie. And it's like a very traditional horror movie because it's like them waking up and then he's going, he's putting them to sleep for the procedure. But then Lindsay, he shows them the whole video. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk about the video. It really works. He's giving them, it's not a video. It's a, the slide. They're not slides. What is the thing? Projector. Projector. Yes. Um, of like what he's going to do and it's he's very calm as he's doing it and the Japanese guy is just screaming in the background Shaking, yeah. and it works it's like the scariest part of the movie I think mm-hmm. and I think it's when Dieter Laser's acting is the best mm-hmm. um, I wish there was less screaming I think that it I don't know what else what, what, what else would they do if they were sitting there in silence it would be so unrealistic maybe no, like Jenny and Lindsay are crying the Japanese guy is just like screaming because he can't Japanese. understand it he just, at this point, he just woke up. He's been taken prisoner. At least Jenny and Lizzie have had time to get used to it. And they're just reacting to what they're currently being shown. This is him waking up for the first, the first time being like, where the fuck am I? And what the picture is that on the screen? Yeah. Like, what am I looking at? So there's a, there's a thing that doesn't work about this that I want to return to. But for the most part, I think it's really effective. Lindsay chews her way out of her restraints, uh, jumps out of the bed, rips the needle. Oh, it's 
awful. That has her, she's hooked up to an IV, rips out of her arm, and then she's running through um, the house. I think it's very weird that she waits until they're sedated, basically, to try to escape. Uh, they should have planned this earlier, because presumably they've been there long enough that... I think she just realizes it. I think she looks and is like, oh my god, that's a strap that I can chew off. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't chew through it, she just undoes it with her teeth, and I think that's her first moment of realizing it. She locks herself in his room, he yells to the door, if you don't open right now, I'll... Dramatic pause. Cut your knees! Which is a terrible threat. He's gonna already do it. You just he said, said you're gonna, gonna cut the knee. It. You can't be like, I'm gonna cut your knee. Bro. You already said you were gonna Calm do down. it. She's gonna do it. Uh, when she goes to break the window, she sees him standing outside with like the gun. I think it's a good moment. She opens the curtain. Well, that's what I'm saying. And he's it, standing right there. That works really well. Mm-hmm. Maybe because Dieter Laser isn't talking. Uh, <laughs> she runs into another room where there's like the pool. Uh, her, like, falling into the pool like because she wasn't paying attention is like a great plot element to slow her down mm-hmm. um but then there's a long scene of him talking to her and not shooting her with the quote-unquote sedation rifle and then he closes the pool like the pool blinds what are they called like the pool cover on her it's not a thing i've ever seen in my entire life it's an indoor pool i don't know why he has a he has motorized they're like blinds they're like, like they that blinds. cover the pool and they come from two sides and interlock it's a nonsense thing but it's a scary moment uh, they don't come from two sides. He's trying to chase her back. No, it comes from two sides. Yeah, they link. Hmm. I thought he was trying to chase her towards him. But then she stays under because she's trying to kill herself. Her trying to stay Smart. under um, in order to not be shot is like really, I really like that as like a mm-hmm. horror movie survivor trying to like mm-hmm. get out of their scenario. <sighs> but then she can't because human survival instincts. But then he closes the blinds on her. She can like stay under because... There's something preventing her. There's a power outage for some reason, which makes no goddamn sense. But in the middle of this, there's a power outage. Is it raining? No. No. That's so weird. There's just a power outage. So he leaves the room. She gets out of the pool. She tries to run away across the yard and she gets tranked in the back. No. does it? She goes all the way back downstairs and tries to rescue Jenny. She drags her all the way up the stairs. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't know what he's doing. She gets all the way back downstairs, like gently takes the ivy out of Jenny's arm so it doesn't hurt her the way that it hurt Lindsay. Speaking of, her arm's still bleeding. Oh, it's bleeding copiously. And you can tell, like, when she gets out of the pool, like, there's, like, wet blood coming from her arm. And it's, like, a little detail that's, like, I'm glad that they mm-hmm. kept that up. That's a really good agree. element that it does not happen the rest of this movie. Nope. You're right. She goes down. She gets Jenny. There's some sounds that are very scary. There's a weird... We're getting very much into the specifics, but as I always do with the things I like, there's like a um, soundtrack sound design noise that's not anything uh, diegetic in the world that's like scary. And then she kicks the bedpan across the floor and it clatters and it's like a, a good jump, but mm-hmm. nothing's Nothing there. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's okay. Drags Jenny, you're right, all, all the way the up the stairs. And- through the broken window, across the lawn, and that's when they get captured, which is so sad because they all really almost make it. Like, if they could get into the woods, they could presumably maybe even hide from him and get back to their car. Everything we just talked about, I think, is the best part of this movie. It's the only part that works, so it's a very fucking low bar. But I think that his presentation is effective. I don't know. We're talking, like, the lowest bar here. And then the part that's like a normal horror movie, I think that there's good attention to detail. And I think that there's good, uh, a couple good scares there. And then it just goes totally downhill. Oh, my sweet centipede. Oh, my. I don't know why. you Did you want to talk about the title? Because you said you wanted to talk about the title. Oh, I do. And that's the thing I want to talk about in the presentation, which is that he says, first he calls them a... Siamese triplet. A Siamese triplet, which is stupid, uh, but makes sense, whatever. He could barely speak English. And then... He's not like you're criticizing the character. This is a script. It's not the... He did not decide to do these things. Criticize Tom Six for it. This movie's just about hating Germans, so I guess he's trying to make the German look bad, probably. I don't know. That he can't speak English? Yeah, I guess. Why would he have to speak English? He's only doing it for their benefit. He speaks English a lot. He speaks English to the fucking Japanese guy. I know. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, That's just for the audience benefit. Which is stupid. I agree. Because, again, this isn't like a movie in which it takes all takes place in a foreign country and everybody speaks English because it's an American movie. Yeah. Most of this movie, about half, I'd say, probably about half, is not in English. I agree. He, but, he should speak his native language for the, the Japanese guy, unless he wants the whole centipede to know what he's talking about. 
The stuff that he says in English is stupid. I've already said it, but it's a waste of everyone's time. He says out loud, a human centipede. First sequence. What the holy goddamn fuck does that mean? As a title, sure, you're trying to set up my sequels because you're a fucking asshole, Tom Six. Why would you have your character say a human centipede first sequence? Right, because it doesn't, well, it, it, first sequence implies that, like, he's going to do this again, right? But why a centipede? They're not a centipede. That's not how centipedes work. No. Centipedes are not individual bugs that, like. Why is it not called the Siamese triplet? Like I agree. It should be called the Rat King, actually. Why? That's what a Rat King is. What? When rats all get glued together by their tails. What are you talking That's about? That's what a Rat King is. That's what it's called. Explain yourself now. It's, okay, when all, when a bunch of rats get like, I I don't know what a word for it, like like glued together by their tails, just by like living, are their tails glue? What are you saying? No, like living on the street and like things get like grimy and gross and rats get their tails all mushed up together. I guess from like sleeping. Um, it's called a rat king. Look it up. Don't look it up. It's awful. It's like the worst thing you've ever looked at in your life. That's what this movie should be called because that's what it, that's what that actually is. It's like disgusting and unnatural. It should be called neither human centipede nor rat king. <laughs> what should it be called? The Siamese triplet. It shouldn't have been made. I agree. It doesn't add anything to the world. There's two more of these fucking things. I know. I've I've literally zero. Which, interest by the in way, knowing what they're about because we're having a conversation about the title. This is human centipede first sequence, then full sequence, Ew. then final sequence. Oh, good. There's something beyond full. What the fuck are you? <laughs> this idiot. Maybe Tom Six doesn't speak English. Maybe that's the fucking problem. He's Dutch. Yeah? Maybe he, maybe he doesn't speak English. Make a fucking Dutch movie, asshole. It would still get the same amount of attention You're because shaking it's... shaking the table. I'm upset. <laughs> this concept is so bananas that some fucking film distributor in the US would find it. Goddamn Baskin found its way to our shores and it's way less, like, notorious. Like, make your goddamn movie in Dutch. horrifying. Irrelevant. If you made this movie in Dutch, people would have seen it. Baskin, don't exaggerate. Baskin didn't make its way to our shores. It came up on a random Netflix roulette, and everybody knows about the human centipede. So I think Tom Six did the right thing, just for notoriety's like notoriety's sake. And yet, this movie is half in German and Japanese. I'm pretty sure the other two are in English. That would make sense. Do you know the second one's about? No, it's about a guy who's obsessed with this movie. With the movie Human Centipede first sequence and decides he's going to, like, do it in his basement. What the fuck? Yeah. That's horrifying. And the third one is about a prison where characters played by the protagonist, by Dieter Laser and by the whoever plays the protagonist in the second one, are, like, prison wardens who, like, make a human centipede out of, like, hundreds of people. What the fuck? I hate this. I, I actually hate that so much. I hate that more than this movie, actually. Well, yes, here's exactly. the thing. Doesn't here. that make you feel like this guy has no fucking good intentions whatsoever? Yes. Well, I never said he had good intentions. Yes, I don't you did. I don't no, I don't think he has good intentions at all. Making a movie punishing women for their vanity is not good intentions. That's that's a shitty thing to do. I just it means he has a concept. Um because the thing it's sort of part of what you were saying, and I don't know if you had something to say about this. I think one of the only things that works it doesn't work. A thing that always I can't, I can't even say the word impresses. A thing that exists in this movie is that he <laughs> did put a lot of thought and it talked to doctors about how this would work practically. And I think despite I think that's interesting in a gross way. Like if I'm in, like I I get interested in gross things. I think the way he describes like I have to cut this thing and it's going to fit here and then this thing's going to fit here and I'm going to cut your kneecap so that you can't extend your legs anymore so you have to like be in this position. I think the way that he talks about that is better than if he just been like I'm going to sew you up well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I said something about it earlier in anger. Uh, but I think that he gets off on it. It's he apparently this also comes out of he's afraid of surgery. He doesn't like surgery. So he decided to make a movie about surgery to freak himself out. Yeah. And I think that like, especially again, not having seen these other two movies, but having read the Wikipedia descriptions of them. <laughs> I think that like, he's just really into this shit. He's just a sick dude. To which he would say, as Dieter Laser does, I am a sick man. Ha 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 I hate this fucking Do you think, though, this movie is any worse? I'm going to say Baskin. I know that I have good things to say about Baskin. I will, I maintain them. But Baskin is a movie that horrified me more than watching Human Centipede. I had my hand physically in front of the screen watching Baskin. So, like, 
didn't have to watch it anymore. And I never did that with Human Centipede. I would go, ew, and I would like... I was holding my notebook up to my nose just in case I had to put it over my eyes. I, but I think Baskin is worse. And I think that no, I the think feeling Baskin, I have watching Baskin is the same feeling of like, who made this and who wrote this down and who was like, this will be great. You can listen to her. I also think Baskin is very unpleasant and a waste of time. You can listen to the episode. It's okay. There. It feels like you're setting Tom Six apart from other creators of horror movies. I would rather watch Baskin, Deathgasm, and Hellraiser Revelations before I watch oh, this I fucking movie again. I fully disagree. This movie, again, part of, part of it, I don't know, I guess I'm not articulating very well why this drives me crazy. This movie drove me insane. I'm insane now. I've, I've lost it. I can I, tell. I can't watch movies anymore. No. <laughs> uh, this movie is so pretentious. It's so fucking proud of itself for what it's doing. And I also think it's doing nothing. I Didn't think it I fails. the same thing about Baskin? It failed. It fails on every single front. Oh, no, it was, a bar- it was the other one. It was Asmodexia that I felt the way about. Sorry, go on. It fails on every single thing that it's doing, and nothing that it's trying to do is worthwhile, in my opinion. And because it is this monolith of pop culture that is referenced, or has been referenced over the past eight years, and parodied, and is a, is a thing, mm-hmm. and then I actually watch this movie, and it's not even that gross... It's just fucking incompetent. Infuriates me. I hear you. I would have rather watched some like real gross shit that I ever wanted to see again that like would justify this. Like again, if it was a proper exploitation movie, if it made me like crawling in my skin, uh, the way that like Elements of Baskin I know did for you and kind of did for me, I would have like been less mad at this movie. This movie doesn't even earn its like disgusting premise that just it wants to like just like really freak you out and then just does nothing it's so yeah, no, fucking I think, flat i think basically what you're saying because we keep bringing up other movies like i think that what you just said about it being full of itself is exactly what i said about asmodexia is just being like really fucking proud of itself for what it's doing yeah and i think what you're totally right about is that what makes all those movies quote-unquote acceptable is that nobody fucking cares about them they only we only watch them because they came up on our roulette mm-hmm. and if we had never watched them we would never have known about them. They would just existed in like utter, you know, but even movies the depths that, of Netflix. Movies that have like, like I don't think a lot of people have seen Hellraiser Revelations, but it's attached to a franchise and it quote unquote means something, right? More people have seen Hellraiser Revelations than have seen Asmodexia. Um, have they? Do yeah, people just, watch that movie? What? Do people watch Hellraiser Revelations? Do they it's get a, as far as that? It's a Hellraiser movie, I'm sure, you know. Okay, fair enough. That movie is a total and complete failure on every single front in a way that... I didn't know before seeing it. I didn't know that cinema as an art form could fail that badly. I agree. And yet, I understand why that fails. Because they made it in two fucking weeks and nobody involved in it wanted to be. Like, (laughs) you know, like, that I get. This is this dude's passion project. To the point that he has never made another full-length film that wasn't one of these movies. One's coming out this year, actually, 2017. But he made these three fucking movies because he goddamn loves this so much. And this one is pure hot garbage. Don't say hot garbage. It is hot garbage. Stop. Yeah, I mean, I hear, I hear you. I just, I can't sum up enough hate for it. You know, I guess other, I mean, because uh, I've already seen it. Probably, I've already lived with this in my mind. Probably, for... yeah. That's the thing. You, you. But I was not as affected the first time I saw this. I don't care. I really don't. Like, I think that's what, like, the thing that you hate about it, which is that it doesn't get gross enough. It's not the only thing you hate, but like what you're just saying about how like if it went farther with its grossness, then at least it would be something acceptable. At least it'd be doing something. Yeah. I think that it's really gross and I think that it's gross in the ways you don't expect. I think that like the gore is really, really gross and I think that like the surgery parts. There's so little And her, her. No, I feel like you specifically see so little surgery. It's what it's just when he's like cutting into the skin. Like that grosses me out. And it grosses out people who have like issues with medical gore. Like medical gore is a specific like kind of gore. And this movie does a lot of medical gore. Her ripping the IV out of her arm is very like yeah. that's medical. But it's like half a second. It's awful though. But that's what I'm saying is that like it's awful in the ways you don't expect from this movie and all of the actual human centipede stuff is very under wraps. Like they're scars are very hidden all you really ever see is like the cup a few staples in their cheeks and there's no it's it's what's grosser about the like poop scene is just him yelling swallow it bitch at her the actual act itself you don't you don't see anything there's just nothing there like it just it's a function and that doesn't bother me about this movie it doesn't make me feel like oh why didn't they show the poop like i don't care i just can't even like this movie is what it is and i don't i feel like i don't even really care about it 
And I didn't give it a rating when we like usually rate the movies that we watch. I did not give it a rating because I feel like I can't even sum it up because I have things that I liked about it. Like we talked, there are things that work, but I feel like I can't even sum it up enough thought about this movie to be like, yeah, well, weighing, weighing his spookiness as a villain against the plot of this movie, like, well, half a star. I just can't even like think about it. Well, you know what? You know who agreed with you? The late great Roger Ebert, who said, and I quote, I am required to award stars to movies I review. This time, I refuse to do it. (laughs) The star rating system is unsuited to this film. I can't believe I actually said that in my Letterboxd review. (laughs) Keep going, I'm sorry. Is the movie good? Is it bad? Does it matter? It is what it is, and occupies a world where the stars don't shine. I can't believe that me and Roger Ebert are on fully the exact same page in this situation. I agree with everything that you just read me aloud. No. I agree that it doesn't fucking matter, but I think it's a half-star movie. No, and like, I'm trying to remember how I felt about it when I watched it, because I watched it in college. I don't know if I said this last week. I feel like I did. Um, I had a professor in college who was my theater and a film class. His name is Sunil Swaroop. He's amazing. Shouts out. Shouts out to Sunil, the best professor I had in college one of them and i don't want to throw anybody else under the bus and he was he was my theater and a film teacher so he watched a lot of movies in class it's where i saw a lot of like classic movies i never would have seen um and he was like you should all go watch this movie because it was it they were also doing it as a musical at my school at the time they were doing like a silly like little parody musical of it which was very funny um and he was like i think that you should all go out and watch this because we are all a lot of what we talk about in this class is pop culture. Even if you don't like this, even if you like know that you're not going to like it, I think that it's helpful to participate in cultural conversations. And I appreciate that. And I have done that since. You know, I have like, I have watched things that I know I'm not going to like so that I could like read articles about it and talk about it. And there's a big debate over whether that's a complete and utter waste of time. But I feel like for me, it started with the human centipede. So... Uh, you know, I don't remember my actual first reactions, but I, I was 20 years old and I was like, Whatever. I actually think it did our, not affect that's me. That's our big disconnect here. And it's not, it's nobody's fault, but you have seen this movie before. Even if you don't remember how you felt about it at the time, you, you processed this at one point in your life. I did, yeah. I'm doing this in real time. And it is a little surprising to me that the emotion that comes out on the other end is is anger more than anything. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't think I've been this angry about a movie on our podcast. No, I don't think so. But either. that is the only way I feel is I am just angry that I watch this. I'm angry that it exists. I'm angry, like I said at the beginning. I'm angry that we're talking about it because I'm angry that anyone's talking about this. I want this movie to be forgotten, and I. I think it eventually will be. I don't think it'll live on. I don't think like I think of other movies that are bad, like other classic like pop culture things people watch for fun and those will live on because they're fun right people love the room it's an incompetent movie people love it and they'll go to midnight showings and they know all the quotes and everything i don't think this movie is that guilty as charged like yeah yeah yeah. no this movie's not that right it's not enjoyable it's not like it's not really a guilt like film maybe there'll be like a whatever 50 years from now's mystery science theater 3000 is right like there'll be like a revisiting of like how like totally unpleasant right. this is. But I don't think you need to worry about it is my point. I think I'm not that, worried. I, okay, I'm not worried. You're furious. You're so angry. I don't think you need to be angry about like this having any lasting impact on the world. I don't think it will. I just I I want to put it away. I want Tom Six to fucking stop. <laughs> I've seen one of this dude's movies and I I hate him so deeply. Didn't he stop? Isn't that wasn't the final sequence? We stopped with that. I don't know what his new movie's about. Okay. Hopefully it's not about human centipedes. We can only hope and pray. Hopefully it doesn't hate women. Hopefully it doesn't. I mean, it probably will. Most horror movies do. I thought this movie was just very funny. That was my main... I I, I mean, obviously not the parts that are awful, like the like the hating women parts and the really gross parts, but I, like I'm All torn. the muffled sobbing, you know? I did write... No, I wrote down that the entire last 45 minutes of this movie, is the soundtrack is just whimpering. Yeah. Because, like, they can't do anything. The, no. The, the second and third parts of the centipede, all they can do is, like, go... <laughs> it's awful. Um, but, like, a lot of what is done to... One, I think that, like, anything that's done to... Um, what's his name? Katsuro? No. the No, no. The bad guy. What's his name? Dieter Laser? No. What's his character name? Joseph Heider. Heider. Uh, Dr. Heider. Anything that's done to him is funny to me. 
It's like when they bite him, it's hilarious. Uh, like, I love it. I just think it's so funny. No, it's fucked up because you're just biting another person in the neck and not in the fun Buffy way. No, no. Like when they bite him on the ankle. He's like, you're my dog. He like gives him a bowl to eat out of. Because that's like he wants a dog. Doesn't he stab him? No, he bites. That's when he bites his leg. Oh. He stabs him in the leg later yeah. when they're trying to escape. When he just has like a pet, he goes to eat his dinner and he uh, gives them food in a dish. Dog food. Like a dog. And is it actually dog food? Yeah. See, like, he wants a dog. Like, I, I maintain this, that that's what he wants. He wants his sweet three dog, but for whatever reason, the dogs couldn't, you know, cut it, so now he just is turning humans into pets. Anyway, I found myself giggling. I, I don't, it was probably also out of, like, ridiculousness, but I laughed way more than I laugh during horror movies, usually. The last thing I want to say is that on Netflix, the caption birds chirping in distance shows up like 30 times (laughs) and i feel like it was supposed to be meaningful because that's how the movie ends it starts and ends with birds chirping in the distance and uh it's strangely unnihilistic it's it's hopeful no it's not it is life goes on despite all the horrible shit that happens and it it, the horrible shit that happens is life is the movie what a insane world we live in hey girls hey mister and on that note, can we spin the fucking roulette and get the yeah. hell away? Can we? Also, wait, how does he? The script is open. Never mind. Wait, no, I want to know. How does he get the gun from the drowsy cop? And then get back to the position he was sitting in so that he's sitting against the wall when Voler, the competent cop, comes in to shoot him. I forget. He stabs him in the neck because the drowsy cop, I don't remember his name. The drowsy cop is laying face down in the pool with a uh, scalpel in his neck. Mm-hmm and we don't see it right we no. just we just see him get the gun from him so presumably like he grabbed him stabbed him in the neck grabbed his gun and then pushed him in the pool he can right? barely move at this point he's he had to okay. drag himself into apparently the room. not because he got the drowsy cop well that's what i'm saying it doesn't make any sense he had to drag himself into the room anyway so, but the drowsy cop was drowsy <laughs> he'd been date rape drugged he had been the rough and all <laughs> and all then right. he dragged himself up against the wall because then he had the gun and he was just gonna shoot the policeman when yeah. he walked in can we shoot this movie in the fucking head yeah Please. Sure. Please pull up the roulette. Are you ready? Free me from this prison. Got it up? Mm-hmm. All right. Our next movie will be... Shark Lake. Sharks. The sharks are my favorite. I just bought a shark onesie like two days ago. <laughs> you love sharks. I love sharks. I actually love sharks more than anything else in this world. Um, and we had a long conversation about whether or not to include shark movies when we first created the roulette, didn't we? Yeah. Because uh, you were like, Sharknado's not a horror movie. Well, Sharknado's different, but... Right, but we, you know, it's this, it's, it's a question, right? About yeah. whether, like, I think Jaws... Monster movie or animal terror movies. Right, like... Or do they often, like, become action movies? Or, or, just, the, or just monster movies, That's I guess. the problem. It's confusing, but um, we are going to do it. Shark Lake and sharks in a lake. What is it doing there? What's the shark doing there in the lake? They don't belong there. I don't know. Why is the shark in a lake? Are they not sharks in lakes? No. Are they strictly... They're strictly um, saltwater. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. I can't wait. Our next episode, Shark Lake. Shark Lake. It's hard to say. Shark Lake. Till next time. You can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming. We'll try to do more exciting stuff on uh, on our social media. We've been trying to ramp it up lately and make it yep. more fun. Tweet at us. Tweeted us how you feel about this movie because I genuinely want to know. I don't know because I never seen it. I don't know if everyone has we seen it. We should make a poll about whether or not people have actually seen it. Yeah, yeah. Like how many people have actually like watched this movie with their eyeballs versus just know about just it. Just knowing about it, yeah. Let us know. Seriously, tweet at us and let us know. I want to know. <laughs> you can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Yes, please. In solidarity <laughs> with our suffering. And thank you to Wes Craven for committing to these these concepts and uh we actually for so many things for not hating women for <laughs> not uh, being obsessed with yourself to the point of like making these masturbatory gruesome disgusting just thanks for making good movies hot garbage movies as yeah. you would say just thank you thank you i feel like it's the, that's the core of so many of these but the answer is like just thanks for being better you yeah <laughs> all right all right shark lake Two weeks from now. See you there. In the lake. We will not see you.
<laughs> See you in the Shark Lake, everyone. It's a podcast. I'm going to wear my onesie when we watch it and we record. Nobody's going to know. <laughs> I'll know. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>